call today Black Friday. Around here, it's still Red Friday with the Chiefs involved in a division showdown on Sunday against the Oakland Raiders at Arrowhead Stadium. So let's talk about it. On Sportsbeat KC, the Stars Daily Sports Podcast presented by Big O Tires. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff, and it's November 29th. On today's show, we get a Raiders perspective from national sports talk show host JT The Brick. You can catch him in the evenings on SiriusXM's Mad Dog Sports Radio. JT also hosts a podcast called The Game Plan. It's a weekly update of Raiders football on that team's website, www.raiders.com. JT broke down the Raiders' unexpectedly solid season. They're 6-5, and five, making Sunday's game against the 7-4 and four Chiefs a battle for first place in the AFC West. We talked about the first time these teams met, that Week 2 Chiefs victory in Oakland. We talked about last week's Raiders debacle against the New York Jets in New York, and also how second-year coach John Gruden may have this team ahead of schedule. Later in the podcast, Patrick Mahomes faced the media for the first time since the victory over the Chargers in Mexico City on November 18th. You'll hear his meeting with reporters. But first, here's JT the Brick on the Oakland Raiders. I am with JT the Brick. National Sports Talk Radio host and also operates Game Plan Podcast for the Raiders website. JT, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure being here, especially before such a big game. It is a big game. It is. And even though the even though the Raiders lost to the New York Jets last weekend, this is still for first place. Chiefs Raiders on Sunday, three twenty five kickoff at Arrowhead Stadium. Let's get this out of the way. JT, what happened to the Raiders last weekend? Well, they came out and they scored. Uh, they got three on the first drive, and then they had three other drives the rest of the half, three more where they had drops on third down. I don't think they would have won the game anyway, but there was a blown um, late hit that led to a jet score, and then the drops that happened on third down, which stopped drives, and game was over at halftime. They got blown out, and uh, that's surprising because they won three in a row going into that game and to lose the way they did was absolutely inexcusable considering what was on the line. So no one saw that coming. They played a team in the Jets that only had three wins coming into the game. So it was a spot for them to get what I thought would be a considerable win, uh, a comfortable win, and they didn't do it. And in the third quarter, John Gruden pulled Derek Carr from the game. I actually thought this was a good move. And I noticed that Derek Carr was asked about it after the game, and uh, kind of in a in a way that I, I thought he, you know, he disagreed with the you know, with the with the question. I, I thought it was a good move move on, on on John Gruden's part to pull Derek Carr. Why why expose him to an injury? Perhaps when it looked like the game was lost. Is that is that how you saw that? Yeah, you know, we've talked about it all week uh, leading up to this game. It wasn't a benching where they were just benching him because he wasn't playing well. It wasn't the case. They got him out of the game along with Josh Jacobs because they didn't want to, uh, you know, take a chance on an injury in a game that was clearly out of control in the second half of the game. Carr was fired up about it, rightfully so, because he wants to lead his team. But it was smart. You know, playing Kansas City in the cold coming up this weekend and the significance of this game, the Raiders aren't going to come back and pulling Carr Hopefully it uh, was the right decision. Imagine if he would have got nicked up in the fourth quarter and they didn't have him the rest of the way. So this is a Raider team that needs Derek Carr, and they need him to play better, a lot better, in Kansas City where he hasn't had a lot of success in his career. Correct. Uh, has beaten him twice. I believe it's twice in his career, once 
or maybe it's just once, but I know he's, it's, it hasn't been a successful run. For, it is twice. His, in fact, his first win as an NFL starter came against the Chiefs in 2014 and also beat him a couple years later, both times in Oakland. JT, I got to tell you, I didn't know what to make of the Raiders draft when, uh, 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 when that unfolded back in April, but the more, uh, the more I consider it and, and the more I see these guys, the more I like what Mike Mayock and John Gruden did with this draft, especially at the top half of it. They've got some guys that are really performing well as rookies, and I think it bodes well for the Raiders' future. Yeah, and remember, Jonathan Abrams, their safety in the first round, could have been their best defensive player right, right. out of the gate, and uh, he was gone in the first game, and to lose him for the entire season was devastating because they wanted to develop him at the safety position, kind of a hard-hitting guy who would have been able to really have an impact, especially going into a game like this. And he was lost for the season. And Max Crosby, they took him in the fourth round, and he is playing. he's turning out to be their draft, best draft pick behind Josh Jacobs because he's getting to the quarterback. And, you know, Cleveland Farrell, who they took with the fourth pick overall, you know, is developing into the position there at defensive end and defensive tackle, and he's going to be – a cornerstone after winning two national championships at Clemson. So they got core guys. You know, Hunter Renfro got hurt in the Jet game, which is devastating because he was really coming along nicely. And the Raiders uh, could use him in Kansas City in a slot receiver situation. So that's a big loss. But overall, the Raiders are happy. They got Josh Jacobs, who is the only chance they have to win this game in Kansas City or keep it competitive in the fourth quarter. He's about to go over 1,000 yards. He's a guy that can run on first, second, and third down. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's the cornerstone of this offense going forward. Right. Had 99 yards rushing against the Chiefs in week two. Chiefs won that game 28-10. to 10. It was a remarkable second quarter for Patrick Mahomes in the offense. Four touchdown passes, nearly 300 yards passing in that quarter. Uh, it really was amazing stuff. But the Chiefs didn't score in the first, third, and fourth quarters. You know, when I look at the Raiders, they have been terrific on third down this year, but penalties have hurt them. They're 30th in the NFL in penalties. What kind of Raiders team are we going to see at Arrowhead on, on Sunday? I, I want to say a motivated team, one that's, uh, that's really looking forward to putting the, uh, getting rid of the bad taste of last week's outcome. Well, that's the way you describe it. They're a pissed off team. They're an angry team. Uh, I don't want to say they were looking ahead because I know they weren't looking ahead because they know the Jet game was so important, and I thought they prepped well in practice that week. But, you know, they know what they have to do. The key to this entire game is that Kansas City gives up a lot of yards on the ground. The Raiders have a good rushing team. And I think the Raiders have an advantage at the line of scrimmage because all of their offensive linemen are ready to go. Rodney Hudson is an elite center, as you know, from Kansas City. Then they have right. Richie Incognito, who's playing at a Pro Bowl level. They got Trent Brown at right tackle, Colton Miller at left tackle, Gabe Jackson at right tackle. They have a very good offensive line, but it's time for them to stop reading their press clippings of how good they might be, and they have to have a great game. They have to have their road grader game, blocking downhill, protecting Carr to give the Raiders a chance. The strength of the Raiders is their offensive line and running game, and that's the only way they're going to stay in it. I'll tell you, final thought from JT the Brick. I, I, the Raiders are playing better overall last week, notwithstanding, than I expected them to when, uh, when the season started. This is a team that I think is going to finish over 500 and be in the playoff hunt in the last couple weeks of the season. 
Was there uh, was there anybody outside of the close circle of the Raiders who thought that a nine or ten victory season was possible for this team? Well, there's a great there's a great viral video of Mel Kiper Jr. who said they'd win the division after wow. the draft, and he got it right, and it's all over the place. You can find that, but you know, a lot of there's a lot of people that kick the Raiders when they're down, and it's 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 Raider Week in Kansas City, and we understand that. But a lot of the national media really. You know, when Gruden, when Antonio Brown and that whole incident was unfolding, a lot of people counted the Raiders out and said they had no chance. And the Raiders have proved a lot of people wrong, but it doesn't matter if they don't make the playoffs. They have to make the playoffs. And by beating the Jets, they could have lost to Kansas City and still been only one game back if the Chiefs lose to the Patriots next week. But they blew that opportunity by losing to the Jets. And now they're a desperate team. Now they almost have to be perfect the rest of the way. Uh, a win against the Chiefs would be miraculous. And then after that, their next two games are the last games ever played in Oakland. Remember that. Last games ever in Oakland. They're going to have a real home field advantage going up against the Titans and the Jaguars, two teams they can beat at home. If they win both those games, they play the Chargers in Denver on the road, who should both be eliminated by then. And the Raiders will have an advantage there. The Charger game's a home game in L.A. for the Raiders. And the Denver game, last game, it could be tough, but they could win. But, you know, this is a huge game on Sunday. The Raiders come in with a lot to prove against the Kansas City team, but one of the best rosters in football. So I'm in Vegas, a heavy advantage, a 10-point favorite for Kansas City. And the Raiders just want to have a shot in the fourth quarter to keep it close and let special teams maybe win it for them. Great stuff from JT the Brick. JT, thanks for joining us. Thanks, my friend. Big O Tires is rolling out Black Friday deals now through December 8th. Get limited time Black Friday savings on oil changes, brakes, car batteries, and more. Plus, save up to $190 on select Michelin and BF Goodrich tires when you use your Big O Tires card. With no interest financing for 12 full months OAC. Don't miss Black Friday deals happening now through December 8th only at Big O Tires. For your nearest participating location, go to BigOtires.com. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. In Patrick Mahomes' first appearance with the media since the aftermath of the victory over the Chargers in Mexico City, He took questions about the team's offensive issues in the previous game. He also talked about his self-scouting during the bye week, comparisons to Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, and how it's not difficult for him to get up for the Raiders. Here's Patrick Mahomes. Looking back to that last Raiders game, what you guys did in the second quarter was pretty impressive. Understanding it's not going to be like that all the time, but what do you guys have to do offensively to maybe get back to being closer to that kind of team? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just staying the day by day process, just going about that our business and, and handling it the same way we would every other week. Uh, the Raiders have a, a good team; they're playing really well. 
this whole season defensively, and we had a quarter where we kind of went off, but there was times in that game where we kind of stalled. And so for us, it's just trying to maintain drives, keeping the ball moving, and keeping positive plays going. This may sort of build off of that, but Monday in Mexico seems like one of the first games of the passing game hasn't really been in sync for that sort of length of time, a full half. What have you been there. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was we made adjustments at halftime. I think we, there was a time where I was trying to be almost too aggressive, trying to uh, take the shots down the field, and they were getting everybody out of there. And so you saw in the second half, we kind of tried started taking what was there, and then when the big plays uh, came, we 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 hit them. And so I think the thing is, I mean, they have first off the Chargers have a good defense. They got two great pass rushers, and they have a great surrounding cast. And so they did a good job of kind of keeping us within hitting those big shots. And whenever we need to make plays, we made it just enough. To get the win. So what prompts you, I guess, in a situation like that to be too aggressive? Yeah, I mean, you just you see it, and, you, and there's sometimes I, where I've seen those looks, and I'm trying to hit those seam shots down the seam, and I, I maybe it's a tad late, and it turns from a touchdown to an interception, and that's just how this league goes. And they're, they're, deep, their defenses are, are good players, too, and they're going to make some plays. And so for me, you have to kind of feel the flow of the game. I saw how our defense was playing and, and understood that if, if I could just get some points on the board, they were going to get us the win. How did you spend, I know you had your foundation scowl and everything, but how did you spend the bulk of your bye week when it came to football prep and, and, and what you maybe did some self-scouting and so on and so forth? Yeah, I mean, I, I was up here pretty much every single day, except for maybe the day of my of my gala. But uh, it was it was it was a good week to kind of get back and just just look at the, how the seasons went, the, the highs, the lows, and understand what what we need to do in order to in order to be better. And uh, I mean, it, it goes with the day by day process. You have to kind of do that as the season goes on. But having a full week where you're you're not necessarily preparing, even though you're preparing a little bit for Oakland, you can kind of really look at yourself and understand what you need to get better at. What did you learn when you when you looked at at, at your own? Yeah, for, for me, I think the biggest thing is just, just staying within myself, uh, keeping my footwork uh, at, at where it was beginning of the year and not getting too too wild or too kind of feet going everywhere. And I think the better I am fundamentally, the better I can kind of operate the offense. Patrick, I guess I'll be that guy. Um, what's a Mahomes family Thanksgiving like? And I know you've been busy all the time <laughs> playing games or whatever, but just being with the family for Thanksgiving, what's that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, luckily, I think the last two years it's been bye weeks. So I was able to go home uh, this year. I, I won't be able to uh, be with my family, but I'll be with a lot of the teammates, and we'll kind of get some good food and, and and get to eat, watch football. And that's how it's been my, my whole life: is you you eat with with family and friends around, and then you get to watch football and, and get to just spend that quality time together. Who's doing the cooking? Um, Brittany's doing a lot of it, and then we'll have some help, of course, from uh, from other uh, girlfriends and spouses, and so we'll all kind of come together and have have a good good uh, lunch dinner there. Patrick, does it? We always talk about the even keelness of the, of the season. You can't get too high, too low after wins and losses, that sort of thing. But this game's for first place. Is there a different sense when you when you play in a, like a division opponent this late in the season? With stakes like this, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially playing the Raiders. I mean, the, the rivalry that we have here has been a good one for a long time. Uh, kind of uh, being for first place in the division and really being able to kind of set yourself up for the rest of the season is definitely going to be a, a big one. And so we're excited about the opportunity to get to play at Arrowhead. We haven't been here in a while. I haven't got to play here in it seems like two months now. So I'm excited to be able to play in front of our fans and to get to play against a great opponent. I, I know that you're obviously not into the comparisons, but it's been like this conversation all week, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, after what he did on, on Monday. Is it just fun to be part of that conversation with Jackson, you know, Mahomes, Watson, that type of 
who's the best you know type of deal yeah i think just the the league in general and the quarterbacks that are in this league right now and the quarterback play i mean it's such a at such a high level and so you see every single year it seems like someone else is coming out and putting their stamp on on the game and how and how you can go about having success here and lamar is playing at an extremely high level right now. Not only what he's able to do with his legs, but the way he's able to get in the pocket and hit these seam throws and hit these shots down the field. You can understand that with the more and more experience he's gotten, he's really understanding what defenses are trying to do to him. And so I think just with him, he's playing at a great level right now. Like you said, Watson, Wilson, I mean, Brady, all these guys are playing at the, the top of the game, Rodgers. And so for me just to be a part of that and get to go about it every single day, it's, it's definitely exciting. That'll do it for another week of Sports Beat KC presented by Big O Tires. I hope you enjoyed the shows. We open the week with an interview with Chiefs great Bobby Bell, who recalled the intensity of those Chiefs Raiders games in the 1960s and 19, early 1970s. Then we took our Facebook Live to Wichita. Later in the week, we discussed the future of Missouri football coach Barry Odom. We heard from new Royals owner John Sherman. And then today, we talked to JT The Brick, the national sports talk show host and host of the Raiders podcast. A shout-out to star columnist Vahe Gregorian, who led the way with the Bobby Bell interview. Oh, and we squeezed in a little Thanksgiving celebration this week. If you want to hear our overrated Turkey Day side dishes, refer to Tuesday's podcast. Hey, if you like what you heard this week, please give us a rate and review. It helps. Thanks to Derek Donovan, who produced today's episode, and we'll be back on Monday with another week of Sportsbeat KC podcasts, starting with a discussion of the Chiefs-Raiders game. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.